everybody, let me go ahead. Well, for everybody that is joining right now, for those of you that are joining later, welcome. This is the Wisdom Gathering series where we're going to be talking life, stories, experiences shared, and many, many more in and within the topic of rebirthing. So let me go ahead and bring in Ellie because she's going to be joining in today. So let me see. Let me see if I remember how to invite Ellie. Ellie, where are you? Go live in the room? No. Where is Ellie? Hola, hola a todos los que se están uniendo. Gracias por estar aquí. Hello, Fumi, Carla. Here we go. This is Ellie. Hola, hola. Thank you, everybody that's joining. Once again, welcome for all of you that are joining today. As all the topics that we're going to be sharing and addressing are very, very close to to the hearts of those that are sharing and to mine as well, because they're going to be talking from a place of vulnerability. So we ask that we all join and honor each of the stories shared. And if they relate to you, you know, take take what relates to you. If they don't relate to you, participate and witness as as another human that is in this planet together what what that could be like and, and what you can take from that wisdom shared. Ellie, where are you? Where are you? So where is Ellie? I'm trying to figure out. Ellie. Ellie. Where did you go? I sent you the request. Invite to join. Yes, invite. She's here. Yay! I was like, I'm requesting. Why is it not working? Yeah, I'm like, I hit it. Let me send her another invite. How are you, boo? I'm like, ah! Yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm ready. It's at the same time, I'm just like, uh, it's very, it's a very vulnerable topic, you know? Yes, it is. And I can already feel it in my heart because you know that I know a piece of that story and it's always very powerful to have and share not only from a place of love, but from a place of personal experience, what that was like right. for you, right? So for those of you that are joining in, this is my dear friend, Ellie. We're, we're going to share a, a bit over how we met each other. It's been a couple of years already. We met through, you know, a wonderful circle called the Goddess Circle. And Ellie and I were there one night. And ever since then, that was how many years ago? I think it was almost five or it was five. Yeah, it was a couple no, of years back. It, it's six this year because I've been doing Reiki for five years now. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we did our first Reiki class together, too, mm -hmm. right? So since that journey from the Goddess Circle, we've been, we jumped on Reiki together. And then ever since, we have been, you know, sharing some stories along the way. Yeah. But today's topic for those of you that are, again, joining in either right now or later on is rebirthing after the loss that comes with miscarriage. So it's a very, just the word feels sometimes very heavy. Because if you are a woman, you are more likely 
to know of a woman that has experienced this. And if you are a man, you are probably in the circle of a woman that has experienced right. this. So it doesn't matter what gender you are that you're joining. It's very likely that you know somebody close to you that has experienced a miscarriage or even an abortion, right? And yet, till this day, it is very rare to talk openly about miscarriages, and it's very rare to talk openly about abortions. There's a lot of stigma still to this day that a lot of women are still kind of processing that comes with those processes and those stories. And that's why today's goal is to share from a place of love what that could be like and how you can take so much from that journey to not only apply to your heart and to your evolution and to your loving journey, but to share as well with those that are going to benefit from the story. Exactly. And, and if you want to add anything to that, please feel welcome. I also want to say, you know, Ellie and I are part of the belief system that there is always something more, that life does not stop in this dimension. Therefore, if that is something that relates to you, <laughs> welcome, we're in the same belief system. If it's something strange to you or that you don't really partake in, you know, we just ask that you listen and, and whatever serves you, you take it and what doesn't, you know, it's just a story that we're sharing for, for life and for rebirthing and just having conversations from the heart, mm -hmm. right? So Ellie, go ahead. I'm going to let you take the stage. Uh, and okay. I'm sending you all the love from here. Ooh, okay. I wrote stuff down because I wanted to remember like certain things. And for me, I think that it was very important that I wrote these things down because um, I kind of had to like go through it again before going through it again with everyone. Um, mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to go in it blindly. So um, I'm just... I wrote down things that I did for helping myself, which I'll go over after. Mm -hmm. I just want to introduce myself. I'm Ellie. I, she just introduced how we know each other. I am a Reiki master teacher, and I do a whole bunch of stuff that involves healing and healing each other and healing myself. And so um, when I was pregnant in 2019, I was not expecting to be pregnant. I just started dating this guy and, you know, everything was going really well. We were really like into each other, obviously. And, um, you know, it was like, oh, this just happened. Okay. And I was freaking out. But at the same time, I was like super happy because, you know, I've always wanted to have a baby. So um, when that happened, it was first, the first initial thing was like, I just, something told me you need to take a pregnancy test tomorrow. And I was like, I don't need to take a pregnancy test tomorrow. I'm fine. But I had one because one of my friends had um, thought she was. So I had the extra test at my house. And um, I was like, well, I have this test here. I might as well just take it. Like, what's the harm? And sure enough, it came out positive. And when it was positive, I was like, like looking at it, I'm gonna pretend this is a prank. I was like, like I could not believe my eyes. I was like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen now? Like, like 
first of all, you know, I just met this person. I don't know if they're even wanting this, you know, like, and even if they don't want it, I want it, you know, and I don't even think we were talking. We weren't even speaking at that time because it was like so fresh and so new. And I think something happened where I wasn't even talking to him. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it was just like, oh, crap. <laughs> and so the first day I was just freaking out. The second day I was super happy. Like all the freaking out went away. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like I took like seven pregnancy tests in a matter of like two weeks, which I should not have. And um, so anyway. and I think that's part of the process, right? Because whether it was a planned pregnancy or it was a surprise pregnancy, a lot of women go through that freak out process. Like, yeah, and I feel guilty what? about that as well. You feel guilty mm -hmm. about having that happen as well because you're like, oh my gosh, me thinking all that that was like kind of, oh, sorry. Me thinking all of that was like putting bad vibes or whatever. But no, I always was like, I was always happy about it. It was never that I was like, I'm not going to do this. You know, I was going to mm -hmm. do it. So, um, you know, then once everything was good, I went to the doctor and I was like, um, he confirmed that I was pregnant and I was super happy. But he also said like my levels were kind of low and I didn't really understand that. I mean, yes, I'm a doula, but like for me, I'm but like, now my levels are low. You're you're doula now, but before oh, back then doula. you were then. you were already a doula. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, um, but I hadn't done any other than my friend's pregnancy. I hadn't done anything like for my business at, yet, but um. Yeah, so I was like, my levels, okay, so let me get prenatal vitamins, let me handle this, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so on and so forth. So I was like, okay, um, I just, I was kind of like learning, you know, you just started learning. So then he was like, yeah, your levels are down, I need you to take prenatal, la la la. So I did, I did that. And like, I want to say I was like eight weeks by that time that I found out. I was seven mm -hmm. weeks. And then when I went to the doctor, I was eight weeks. And so he was like, well, you have to come back, you know, because it's too soon to see anything. And so I was like, okay. So I went back and it was two weeks later or maybe two and a half weeks later, I went back and my best friend went with me because I was nervous. He couldn't come with me for whatever reason. And I didn't want to go alone. This was before COVID when you like, you know, can bring people and she's actually on here. We went together mm -hmm. and thank the Lord that she was with me because like the lady was just going on the ultrasound machine and she was just like searching. And I know what it's supposed to be like. It's supposed to be like, you're supposed to see the screen. She's not even showing me the screen. And I'm just like, why is she not showing me anything? Why is she not talking? Usually these people talk to you when it's this. I've gone to the doctor plenty of times to know what this means. Like, you know, so I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, why isn't she talking to me? And she, I'm looking at my best friend and I'm like, she's like, you know, and she's trying to peek over. I'm not even sure if she could see the screen because at that moment, I kind of was just like panicked. Because I knew, mm -hmm. I knew, because 
it was almost like, like he said that I did bleed, but he said my bleeding was because my body was getting ready because my body had never done this before and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So and for some women that out. happens, right? Some women yes. bleed intermittently in the process. Yes. So of I, pregnancy. I trusted that from him. And I was like, okay, but this is a lot of bleeding. And I would call, I called like all the time and I took so many pregnancy tests. So I was like, okay, I'm still pregnant. I'm good. But you still have the hormones, even if you're not pregnant anymore. So it still said yes, even though I wasn't. So um, somewhere in between those two weeks that I had gone, I had miscarried. And it was just like, it was just, it was just really hard. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, um, sorry, I just need to take a deep breath because I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I talk about Whatever. it. I talk about it all the time because mm -hmm. I think for me, this may not work for everybody, but for me, it definitely helped me because I was, um, because if I was quiet about it, then I would be like just um, a soda bottle, you know, mm -hmm. a soda bottle that was shook, 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 shook. And then like once I talk about it, it would have been like on everybody and that would not be good. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, I talk about it all the time when it happened and when I was told it was just like all these dreams of of having this child was gone mm -hmm. all of these mm -hmm. dreams of that i had all of these visions that i had all of like oh i'm gonna take her or him here i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna continue what i'm doing and i'm gonna bring my baby with me everywhere like i could mm -hmm. see in my head you know those like um like you strap the baby on it's kind of like mm -hmm. a baby bag but you like I could see that mm -hmm. and I was just like all of that was it was kind of like that commercial you're never gonna get it you're never mm -hmm. gonna get it and I was just like you know so um I'm gonna look at my notes because <laughs> I want to make sure I say it all go ahead um, you know and for those that are watching Ellie and I did not go over how the conversation was gonna go because I want to honor the story that the person brings forth and I did tell her, you know, let's talk about a little bit just about your fears, your challenges, what it was like. And that's just a simple format. But whatever comes for it is real. It's raw. It's vulnerable. It's life. And in this case, it's her life and her babies. Mm -hmm. So it's her story. So um, going back to when I knew that I was pregnant and um, I was super excited, I only purchased one thing. Oh, so I God. purchased Peter Rabbit and I had it carried it all around everywhere because I was so excited and I was like, this is going to be for my baby. And, you know, um, I actually pulled it out because I had put it away. Um, but I purchased that. So what me and the father decided was that we were going to name our baby Peter. So um, that was just like one of the things to help me uh, release and just feel better about everything not feel better but just heal and and heal mm -hmm. through that because it was um I needed I needed a name <laughs> I needed him mm -hmm. to have a name I felt it was a him I felt very strongly about it and just little by little you know that just made sense and everything and I, and I, 
I'm sorry to cut you off, okay. but I think that's that's the importance of following your intuition, right? Because sometimes medical doctors are not going to provide you the information to say, oh, it was a baby boy or it was a baby girl or, you know, it was this, that or the other. But if you search within, mm -hmm. you're able to connect and say, you know, this is what it feels for me. And this is what I am sensing is my reality. And this is what's going on with me in my body right. and, and just, you know, all around me. So it's so important, I think, to embrace that intuition that comes with every person. And in this case, you know, medical doctors could say one thing, but you, you said, right. I, I felt it was a baby boy. And for me, you know, mm -hmm. Peter, Peter was there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so basically what I, once that happened and once, once it was, it happens and then it was over so fast. And although it was over so fast, I was going through a postpartum and I had to find like ways to help myself. I found a, I found a doula bereavement course. I took it. I took the bereavement course. I found, I found like a journal and I just made that journal into like a sketchbook. I actually am going to share all of the stuff after because I have it ready to share mm -hmm. um, of what I did. I did, I made a journal. I got a tattoo in honor of him. I, you know, I did all these things to help myself healing in this process. And I felt like I was good. I even took on a client to be their doula because I was like, if I don't do this, I'm never going to do it. If I don't take this client mm -hmm. and I don't be her doula, she was due September. My due date was October, October, 19th was my due date and I know that that's not really like how like I probably if if he came along he might have been born the 20th the 23rd whatever mm -hmm. but that was his due date and that is where I knew so I was like I was honoring you know that was October is his your baby and mm -hmm. so um from March March is when I had that doctor's appointment and they told me there was no baby from March till October. I did everything to keep myself busy. I threw myself into all the Reiki classes, helped loose with every single one of them. I felt bad because she had other students that could help her. And I would be like, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I mean, I, it was just like, I needed to heal and I needed to stop. I was crying every day. I like, I was miserable. I wasn't eating. Um, I feel like I ate faster with that than I have with my other losses lately, but, but still, I was still going through those motions and, you know, what, what, what emotions do you think now looking back allowed you to say, even though I'm going through this process, let me take myself and enroll in a class. Even though I'm going through this process, let me go and learn Reiki and support this. Right. I just you know, like what allowed you to do that? I didn't want to be stuck in my bed. I have in the past, I have been very depressed um, where to the point where I just was in bed and I just didn't want to do anything. And I didn't want to ever repeat that. So whenever I feel that low, I will tell everyone that I feel that low so they can mm. help bring me back. 
because I'm like, I'm not eating. <laughs> Straight up tell you, I'm not eating. And the, you'll look at me mm -hmm. like I'm so crazy. Like, you'd be like, why aren't you eating? Or you'll be like, okay, how can I help you? You know, like, but I'm, I'll straight up tell you, I don't feel it today. I'm not feeling it today. I don't ever want to be where I was when I was mm. like 15 and 16 years old. And I was super sad. I don't want to be at that ever again. So I won't. So when I feel those same feelings that I felt and I remember, then I'm like, oh, I got to do something. I got to read. I got to write. I got to draw. I got to do something. And it's not even to distract myself, but it's to pull myself out of that gutter that we call depression. Because that's straight up what it is. It was, I was so, mm. like, I was walking around in my living room, the door to the the pantry where the lo the laundry room is, it was open. And I had a jean jacket that I wore in high school that I was saving for my child. And I saw it and I start, boom. And my mom's uh, like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> what happened? And I'm like, mm -hmm. the jacket. And she's like, what about the jacket? And I'm like, the jacket, I can't give that to my baby. And she's like, oh my goodness. Like, like mm -hmm. she would never think that, but that's, that was my jacket right. from high school. And it's it a personal me. association, right? Like we come up with our own associations and we decide what this is going to mean for us because this is going to be for that. And based on our associations, we plan and we feed expectations and we feel dreams and illusions, right? Yep. So when you say, well, you know, now I, at that point, I realized that things were coming up for me that I recognized from how they would come up for me in the past. That's you listening to your personal alarm system. Yes. Right? depression, anxiety, any, any, any diagnosis that you could have is an alarm system that says, Hey, Hey, something's going on. Have we been there before? And if you haven't been there before, you're like, mm, what's going on? It's for you to pay attention. And if yeah. you haven't been there before, you're like, mm, I know where this is going. And that's when you have the option to say, what do I want to do with that? Right? So in your exactly. case, in that your case, you're voice. like, I don't want to go back to that. I never so want to go let back me, there. let me try this. Right. And there's, there's power in honoring that alarm system because in a way it's what's propelling you to say, there are other options that I could look into if I don't want to go back to this. Right. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, it was not easy to do that doula course, that doula course. Mm -hmm. It's called stillbirth, stillbirth day. So it has the name stillbirth in the title but it's not because of a stillbirth it's because of it's st it's still a birthday mm -hmm. that's her point and she right. came it's up with still it still birth yes you're still pregnant you still you went still through birth. it you still you gave still... birth maybe exactly mm -hmm. so even though mm -hmm. my baby was between seven and twelve weeks in that process and transition even though that was the case for him it was just, he still was here. He was still a participant in this, in this mm -hmm. realm of our mansion. And I'm just like, okay, but it was very hard because you go through, you have to learn about all types of bereavement for it. Mm -hmm. And in my family, which I asked permission to my, to my family members, if I could share this, I'm not going to share their names, but I am going to share that we had three 
we had three of us. It was first one of them was pregnant, then the other one was pregnant, then I was pregnant, then I wasn't pregnant, then the other one wasn't pregnant, and the other one wasn't mm. pregnant. And now they are blessed with their rainbow babies, and I'm here without a baby. I'm okay. I'm okay. In this dimension. Right You're now. here without Correct. a baby Correct. in this I'm dimension. So yes, yes, yes. But, so, in, and I'm okay, but there are moments where I'm like, I see these families and I see, like, mm -hmm. there's moments. So, um, it's just, you know, one of, of them had a stillbirth. One of them had the DNC where the baby just, um, the cord just wrapped around the baby's neck inside the womb and, and, and they had to remove the baby, you know? And it was just like, what the heck? It was one and two and three and what? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> like, why is this happening? But we, mm -hmm. I learned. That's I the learned. question that a lot of people go to. Why is this happening? Why to me? One right? thing that my cousin said to me, which I thought was really interesting was she goes, this never happens. Like, why is, she said, this never happens. This never happened, like, in the, back in the day. And I was like, yeah, it did. Like, like for me, I, I registered it as, yes, it did happen. Here it is. People were not talking about it. Or mm -hmm. they were shaming women right. for the stillbirth. They were hiding the stillbirths. They were hiding the fact that there was blood in 12 weeks you know, and, mm -hmm. and 14 weeks and, and whatever the case may be. And these women were dying back in those days because they weren't having all of the baby removed after the baby had passed away and the mm -hmm. baby would internally kill. So from learning everything, from me learning all of that, I was like, whoa, you know, I'm happy that I went and, and did that work because it made me understand more. And on mm -hmm. top of that, it can help me help people that are also going through it in a kind way. Like I didn't tell her, Oh, you don't know nothing. I just, right. like, I was like, no, I think this has been happening. I just don't think we were talking about it. And still it's like, you know, people get really weird if I talk about it sometimes and I'm like, I mm -hmm. have, and then I explain if I don't talk about it, it hurts me. When somebody goes, Oh, why don't you have kids? Like, I'm like, what you know like it's mm -hmm. it's very interesting i just met my boyfriend's best friend the other day and he was like so do you want kids he didn't ask me if i if i ever had this happen nothing like mm -hmm. that that was the best way for him to ask me though and i was like huh <laughs> i was like what do you mean and he's like mm -hmm. he's like what are your intentions you know like but For someone what are your intentions Sally what are your intentions um so he's like so do you want kids and I'm like yeah I do I'm like this is interesting you know um, yeah you know and I also think it's part this is where the social conditioning comes in particularly for women right because we're still kind of fading away the old mentality but it's still prevalent of Right. Why as a woman don't you have kids? Do you want kids? And because it wasn't spoken about in the past, it's not something that is in the vocabulary of asking somebody when you engage with them, right? You don't think miscarriage. You don't think abortion. You just think, don't you want kids? You, you think future. You don't honor right. sometimes the past. Right. right. And 
it's so interesting that you say that because also someone else in my family who will not be named, but also had her child very late in life and nobody knew the wiser as to why, just thinking that she just wanted to have her child late in life. When mm -hmm. my cousin had lost her child, she came out to my cousin and said, why do you think I had mine so late? I know mm -hmm. what you're feeling and I'm here for you. And I'm like, because they didn't talk about it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine not talking about it. I can't imagine living in that pain for so long. There are days where I have my days. We all of course, have days. you're human. We all you're have human. Days. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the day that I had my day, October 19th, 2020. I had my day, you know? And who knows? On October 12th is the day that, I mean, October 12th, no, um, March 12th is when I found out that I no longer was with child. And it, it really stinks because I was so excited to tell my abuelo. He never knew, you know, mm -hmm. um, he never knew that I was uh, with child at that time. So I was just like, it was the day after his birthday. I was like, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to get the picture, you know, like that. And it was just like all these things that you envision and imagine that you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And it was like, wow, you know, mm -hmm. and like my mom, my mom just wrote, it's considered taboo. It, it's the topic of miscarriage, abortion. Um, Until over, this day, 2021. Yeah, 2021, we're still there. And I think that's why this is such a powerful conversation so that women get together and the men that are around these women to say, you know, this is a reality and this could happen. Has it happened to you? You know, so many women are going through it. And so many women are still struggling with the guilt, the shame, the confusion, because doctors might not explain to you. Sometimes they don't even no. say, we don't know what happened. They didn't right? tell me what happened. No, actually, I don't go to that doctor anymore because of how he told me I was pregnant. I didn't like it, and I was going to switch as soon as I got my ultrasound. <laughs> and then when he told me that I wasn't anymore, it was just like, I know this is his job, and I know that he has to be, like, more serious mm -hmm. because he probably sees it a lot. But I just didn't feel that compassion. I didn't feel that empathy. I didn't feel love. I just felt like he was like, oh, you're pregnant. And then, oh, you're not pregnant anymore. And I was just like, what? That's not how you deliver that message. Mm -hmm. Like, And I think there's a period of confusion, right, that stays with you because you're like, how? first it takes some time to process you're pregnant. Then it takes time when you're sitting in the room and there's no baby to be found in the ultrasound to process there's no baby, but I just tested positive. Right. Then comes the no, you're no longer pregnant. So you have to process that too. Mm -hmm. And then what you mentioned is the postpartum of, oh my God, I'm no longer pregnant. And what does this mean for me? Right? right. So once you were able to, to get to that place of I'm no longer pregnant, what does this mean for me? What was that like for you? Oh, I would be, it took me a while to get there mm. because I would be, I was angry. I was angry at, I was angry at God. I was angry at myself. I was angry at him. Because, you know, we blame them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was angry at him. I was, ang I, I felt like, you know, I just felt like all that I wanted was like right here. And it was, I just, I can't explain how 
angry I was, but I'm not an angry person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me, being angry and being upset at my body and being not understanding mm -hmm. why my body would do me Did like that, that. Mm -hmm. do me like that, you know? I know that it's not that it was my, I have gone through these motions of forgiving my body, forgiving myself, forgiving myself for blaming myself, forgiving. You have all these thoughts of like, was it this? I had sushi. Oh my God. I had sushi mm -hmm. like what week one. I had no idea that I was pregnant week one. <laughs> like there's mm -hmm. no way. And I'm like, and then all of these, all of these articles coming up, like, of women sharing their stories and women sharing and actually men sharing and with my cousin when she went through her loss you know i i also reached out to her husband and my other cousin to her husband i'm like this is like this happened so that we're not so oblivious is that the word mm -hmm. we're not so oblivious that makes sense it happening to other people in my home mm -hmm. i had four women and you know how it's one in four three yeah. three of us out of four had gone through some type of miscarriage wow and i was just like oh wow that's backwards you know that but, that's the power of seeing the reality right because mm -hmm. it's like this is a reality and we need to all be aware that this is a reality and if there were to be a gift in that is exactly that you saying i think we all needed to become aware because it happened to the three of us And the stats are three or four. So right. now we're for sure aware that this is something real and that this is something that happens a lot. Yeah, I was just like, this is mind-boggling. Like, it, it was just, I didn't even say it out loud. That's my first time saying it out loud, so I got the little heebie-jeebies. <laughs> now, going back to what you said, you know, you were angry because anger is very, it's a very accepted emotion feeling to express, right? Right. But under the anger, what, what feeds it is sadness. But sometimes we don't want to say, or we're not even tapping into how sad we are. So what is easier to express is the anger. But what we're really saying is, the angrier I am is because there's this emotion of sadness and feelings that are there. So I don't know how it was like for you to go through that and then go back to your normal life and then find out a second time that you're pregnant and what fears come up for you that time around. Right. Well, the first one was never like medically confirmed, mm -hmm. but it was always a feeling. And I know exactly when that, when that was, when that baby transitioned, but the second one, which is the one we're talking about with Peter. Yeah. That one was just like, I knew, you know, I knew that I was like the excitement and I knew, and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know? And, um, when, when that was gone and done, like, I just, I knew that I was going to have to like climb out of a big hole, you know? And I didn't realize, like, I started writing down, like, if you see, I, I wrote down my months because I was mm -hmm. like, what did I do? I don't remember August, you know, and that stinks. I hate when that happens where I don't remember. I even looked through pictures to try to remember, but I didn't take any pictures. And if you go back into camera roll of 2019, there are not a lot of pictures of my face mm -hmm. because I don't like to remember how I look when I'm sad. 
Although in 2020, after the loss of Abuelo and Twinkie, I did a little better with, even though I was sad, taking pictures just so that I can really move through it. So mm -hmm. I wrote down my months. I had my, the baby transition. And then I got, I got a sketchbook. I made a sketchbook journal. It's really cool. It has all these things like collages and like poems mm -hmm. and drawings. And I would, whenever I was feeling anything, which was every day, <laughs> I would do, I would doodle. Mm -hmm. I would just focus in all my energy on that. And, and that's self-soothing, right? It's the power yes. of self-soothing, self-pampering, and connecting with what you need in the moment. And what I need is this that means something to me. Right. Reading this that I know means something to me. Because right. sometimes people that have not experienced the pregnancy might not understand fully what you're going through. And sometimes you, as an individual, don't want to share because you're not in that space of sharing to explain what it's like that, right. what you're going through something that right. i noticed when people tell me they're pregnant or if i see that they're pregnant it's not even a jealousy it's a fear that i have mm. i'm happy for them i'm always happy for them like a hundred percent sometimes i'm like mm, why isn't it me but like you know right now i'm mm -hmm. tranquila, tranquila. but back then you know, um, I'd be like, I would be like, oh my gosh, something's gonna happen to their baby. Oh my gosh, I gotta pray for them. Oh my gosh. And then you don't, this is the only time that I'm the weakest. And I will admit it <laughs> because I get scared that something's gonna happen to their baby. So then I pray for their baby. I pray for their pregnancy. I pray for them mm -hmm. like every single day. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm like, why do I? But it's my fear of my own because mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. when the day comes that I am pregnant with child, these fears are going to rise again. Mm -hmm. I understand that. So I see that because, and sometimes I'm right when I'm about them not having the baby because mm -hmm. this, that's what it is sometimes. But normally, mm -hmm. normally it's that I'm just like. It's your own fear, fear that's coming up. Fear. Right? And then I'm like, no, I don't want to put this on them. No, block it. Block mm -hmm. it. <laughs> you know, and it's very important that you mention that because once we become aware that it's mine, you know, it once again opens up the opportunity to say, what do I want to do with that? Mm -hmm. Do I want to keep projecting it? Or do I want to pay attention to it to see, you know, what, what do I need to do? Do I need to move this energy a bit more? Do I need to sit with it? Do I need to continue pampering myself? Do mm -hmm. I need to pay attention to something that maybe has some something there for me, a message for me that I haven't maybe considered in a while or ever, right? Because yeah. fears are there also to say, we're just here to give you this information. And what are you going to do with that? Exactly. How are you going to take action, right? Mm -hmm. Because... If you are somebody, which I know you are, that wants to have a baby and will have a baby because you already have two babies, right? Then that fear is going to continue transforming mm -hmm. because you are working through it, right? That's but, that's what allowed you to take the class. That's what allowed you to right. become a doula. That's right. what allowed you to have a relationship. And I we're going to get into this how can I have a relationship with these babies, with these souls that are not in this physical realm, but that now I know that even though this happened to us, I can do this. 
Right. So tell us a little bit about that. that. Okay. So my connection with Peter is very strong. It's very strong. Actually, today he was hilarious because, like, he's been like, I know what you're talking about. You're going to talk about me today. Like, you're talking about me. And I feel him all the time. But today he's extra obnoxious. He's like, he's definitely his name. Peter Pan, Peter Rabbit, mischievous, excited, jumping around, like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. But he's so happy. Like, I picked up my little cousin today from school. He never talks about, he never talks about Peter Pan. He never talks about anything of Peter Pan. But today, I'm buckling him in his seatbelt. And he's like, you know what I saw? And I'm like, what did you see? I saw Hook. And you know who's in Hook? Peter Pan. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I like Peter Pan. And I was just like, okay, Bobby, that's so nice. But it was just such a nice, like, hey, mom, mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. And I'm going to talk through him because you need to know that mm-hmm. I know what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But I'm going to go back to when I said, I remember my hardest day was last year on, on the anniversary date of his of his birthday what would be in my mm-hmm. brain that's his birthday and um my mom ended up going back to work back to the office because you know quarantine back to the office i didn't register the date mm-hmm. thank god until she got home but i had the worst day i was like man everybody's mean i just wanted to not be working i'm so sad why am i feeling this way i don't understand i feel so sad I feel so, so, so sad. And then she got home. And in the moment she got home, I was like, today is October 19th. (gasps) Today's October 19th. And she was like, huh? (laughs) Again, because that's what Mm -hmm. I do. I throw her off. (laughs) And I'm like, and I start crying. And all Mm -hmm. she could do was hold me, like a bear hug hold, like on her bed. She just held me. And she's like, it's okay. And I'm crying, 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 crying. And suddenly, I hear clear, 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 mom. And I'm like, mm. but I'm still crying. And I'm like, huh? And I hear, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't stay. I had to, this is what I chose. And this is what I had mm-hmm. to do. And, you know, it's okay. We're going to come back together. I'm going to wait for you. I'm going to wait for you. Like, I'm not even coming back. Because if I come back, it's going to be, then we have to wait for you. Like, if I come back now, it's kind of like, we're already, you're 30 right now. I'm going to be 33. So um, he's like, if I come back, then I'm 30 years younger. It's going to be like annoying. And I want to be with you all the time. And I was like, I'm hearing this and I'm still crying, but I'm calming down. My cry was at level like 20 and I got down to like 10 because I was like <gasps> hyperventilating. She was like, I want mm-hmm. like this, like super, 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 super hard. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And then I heard, you're going to be, you're going to be old, mom. You're going to be old. You're going to live your life. I'm, I'm going to be bothering you every day cool i'm cool with it i have fun i have fun in this room like i like to be over here and i like i like giving you your signs Mm -hmm. and then when you're old and you come be with me we'll come back together as twins Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> like all of this was said to me mm-hmm. while my mom is holding me. And I'm just like, did this just happen? But I calmed down. It got me like, mm-hmm. and I was just like, that was really powerful that I've never, I haven't shared that with a lot of people. So now it's all, uh, now it's on the internet, but it was just like such a impactful, such a helping way to kind of like put in the circle. Cause I don't even remember when I stopped hurting so much about it. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I There's days where I still like have that moment where I'm like, you know, I just have those moments. And actually, Sabrina just um, put a little heart and she's my neighbor. And her son reminds me of Peter too. So it's just like, whenever I see him, I'm like, super excited because I just feel that Mm -hmm. same energy that I feel like. And I feel like he uses him to like, give me those extra hugs and give me that Mm -hmm. extra love because he's like, Oh, hey, she he reminds me of of, of that's Peter that's me he's me I'm him mm-hmm. okay I'm gonna hug her now and he can hug me through him through him you know so for those that are like what are these two girls talking about I don't understand so within our belief system again we believe that the soul the spirit can be in a different realm that's not physical like the one that we're in and within that belief system we get to choose if we want to explore that opportunity to have a relationship even though they're not in this physical realm right so ellie who has been an amazing loving healer has developed a lot of mediumship and she has developed a lot of seeing and hearing and just channeling and that has allowed her to have an evolving relationship with peter now For those women that have experienced a miscarriage or have had an abortion and you're like, well, that doesn't happen to me. Like, how how is that possible? How can she do that and I can't? Well, it's not, one, it's belief system. You have to look into your belief system. And if your belief system allows you to have that as an option, I can guarantee you that you can develop a relationship that is meaningful for you in or despite wherever you two are in realms right if your belief system does not align with the idea of i could have a relationship with that child that is no longer here i just think they went to heaven or whatever your belief system is you can still honor the memory of your child and you can still honor the experience that you've had and what you want to do with that becomes very personal to you so you are in control of how you're going to develop that right There are many books, there are many cards for affirmations, you know. So it's belief system plays a key role. But if you take that away, just allowing yourself to explore what what you would like to consider as a relationship with this with this experience and this story and this chapter that you had in your life. Right? Because there are cards of affirmation that you can buy a deck and you pull a card and it's a message that honors and is in alignment with your experience. And Ellie can talk for centuries about cards because she is an expert has so many of them. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm even curious if she has like a special card or deck that she pulls and, and gets messages from Peter. But these are the messages that she's talking about, right? Because 
in our belief system they can communicate through cards through songs through billboard signs through somebody else that says oh this is my child peter and you're like what <laughs> what the, right through the poem the poem yes through the poem and i read i read things backwards because i'm dyslexic so i always start from the bottom up and so when i said um Sorry. When I yeah. said um the author Peter's son and I'm like Peter's mm -hmm. son Peter's my son and I then I went back up to see what the that you posted first of all I didn't even realize it was your post <laughs> so I was like huh and then I read it and I was like wait a minute who posted this oh, of course she did of course she did so yeah it was just so like, with within that belief system you know I think in in Ellie's story it has been something that has facilitated the way she evolved and chose to have a relationship past the baby's transition. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now do you want to talk a little bit more about what those resources were like for you or what resources you hold on to that are special to you that have helped you along the way to rebirth from this experience? So I can say what I've done um when i connect with him i just welcome him into my day it's kind of simple it's nothing like nothing crazy i just say i welcome you peter into my day and i hope you're just you can just tag along for the day and i do that with my abuelos and i do that with my abuelas and i do that with all the people that i would like for them to be with me during that day and sometimes i don't invite them all sometimes i just invite him he's always there even if i don't invite him cuz he's mine <laughs> and he gets mad at me at situate like there's times where i felt him mad i had a ring that was given to me from his dad and i got i i wanted to get rid of it i was like mm -hmm. this doesn't serve me anymore and it's like makes me angry when i open the drawer so i need to dispose of it and all i got was he i felt like a storm off and i'm like Uh, and I'm like I mm -hmm. and then I have to kind of like have a internal conversation and be like it's mm -hmm. not you that I'm getting rid of it's this that is associated with him he's not as mm -hmm. it's not you you know and you know it, it it can be weird and challenging if you're gonna do it from that level um but if somebody were interested in connecting on that on that level and they don't have that experience you're safe that's your family you know you just be like mm -hmm. i just welcome this child into my day or relative or whatever don't go crazy and invite everybody and their mother you know be selective and you can and you can just keep it as simple if you do prayer you can send a prayer or you yeah. can just you I know pray. send an intention send you can send an intention and just wishing love that's that's very simple you can just wish love yeah. in the memory of or bring it in and receive i want to receive you know a little bit of your love and and you oh, will and feel he delivers something. he delivers he he delivers so i will tell you what i did on my little list i've already said some of it but i'm going to say it again so i did a scrapbook journal which is what i said what i would draw i did i dove into reiki I got a tattoo in memory of him. It's on my on my rib and it's Peter Rabbit with the his rabbit. Mm -hmm. And then I got I did a build the bear. 
and mm -hmm. I named it Peter and I sleep with it. I have, I used to carry this in my purse everywhere I went. I stopped, I think I stopped when quarantine happened, to be honest. I carried it all the time. Um, I brought it out and I was like, it was cute. Before I started, I had a Tigger right there and the Tigger was like moved. And I was like, okay, just Peter, my bad. Um, I did the still birthday training. I assisted in a I assisted in a birth and mm -hmm. that was in September. So I feel like once September hit, then I really had that time to really not have worry about anybody else and have mm -hmm. to focus back on myself again. Not that I was never not focusing on myself, but I kind of was just trying to you were going to birth birth yourself in a different way. Yeah, I was trying to do stuff and I knew that if I didn't do this Peter Pan item, yeah, in the mom. car. Yeah, I have a Peter Pan in my yeah, he's everywhere. Um, but I knew that I was never going to do that doula thing if I didn't do that. If I didn't help mm -hmm. her, I was never going to do it. Even though I have the training, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I didn't want to lose it. I was pregnant during my second doula um, training, which was for doula postpartum. And, mm -hmm. um, and then after that, then I had my doctor's appointment that next week. So it was just like, I was like, I'm never going to do this if I don't continue. And I'm happy that I did. I did a blessing way, which is a baby shower, but more spiritual, um, more like mm. mother based, focusing on the mom and her new journey into motherhood, which is huge because it's like, I was the one who did that for the woman that I was her doula. And it was mm. just so, she was so amazing. She included me in so many things and she, she knew what I went through and she was just mm. so amazing. And I was so thankful to be a part of, of her journey with her birth. And it was just, I couldn't have asked for a better friend to have to do that for. You know, and I, I must add, that's the power of pain too, because sometimes we tend to think of pain in a negative way. Mm -hmm. when pain can connect and pain can allow us to expand and pain can allow us by honoring that painful experience to say, Oh my God, look at me now. Like, look at all these women that are coming to me. Look at all these people that are responding in this way. Look at what I'm learning. I can't believe I did this going through this experience. Mm -hmm. Like when you honor the pain and you say that is there and yet I'm going to allow this for me pain honors you back yeah and says i see you boo i, I see you i see yeah. you and let's do this yeah right? i also soon after i want to say like two weeks later i did a womb blessing because i also do womb blessings and it was i did two and out of those two one of those has a baby and her name is grace the baby's name is grace and it was just like And she was having a hard time having, um, making a baby with her husband and they were having such a hard experience. And she's just like, I need to do something. I need to heal. And I'm like, you know what? And I still did it because I thought mm -hmm. I was not going to do it. And I was like, no, I want, I want to help. I want to help. And I know that this happened to me so that I understand. So I understand because you could say, oh, this person went through a miscarriage 
and you not experience it and not know, it's not for me to say, oh, you're never going to know what the pain is because that pain is equivalent mm -hmm. to losing another loved one. That pain is equivalent to losing when I lost Twinkie. It was, you know, it's still a grievance. It's still someone who you love and care about. And whether or not it was your baby, whether or not it was your unborn baby, there are that grievances. And there are women that can't have babies at all. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you have these women that they're quiet and they're, mm -hmm. they're on the, they're on the wall, not talking about it, not, you know. Yes, because that is still part of the taboo. Yes. Yeah, that's still part of the taboo and the shame and the societal expectation, right? And not all women, first of all, want to be a mom. And some women that maybe want to be a mom and didn't happen for whatever reason, then there's a reason, whatever, whatever that is. And we just have to keep in mind as women and men that there's more to the story than what meets the eye. Right. And there's more to us than what we know about the other. Right. And that's like not assuming. Thing. Yeah. Not assuming is so powerful because it could happen to any of us or any of our loved ones. Mm -hmm. So anything else you thing. would like to share? I mean, I would. There, there are things that I can't like, I can't think of how to say them. But like when people, how it makes me feel when people would say something like, oh, why don't you have kids? Or not, I feel like I was very happy with how I was asked. Where, mm -hmm. do you want kids? That was a nice question. Instead of it mm -hmm. being like, like why, don't, why you? don't you have kids? You're 30. Mm -hmm. You're over 30. Like, what? Yeah. And thank you for that. Because, you know, sometimes we do it. Sometimes we do it as women because we have that societal programming too. So thank you for bringing that up and reminding us that there is a different way to ask. And that way it feels so much more welcoming and embracing to say, well, you know, yeah, I do. And maybe, maybe you'll get to hear more about my story because the way you approached me yeah. allowed that. I just, mm -hmm. I, I guess when I said it to you, I realized how amazing that question was to me because it was just the other day and I was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Did he just ask me what I think he just asked me? But it's never been asked like that to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I just thought it was so beautiful because, you know, all he wants is the best for his friend. And if that mm -hmm. is what I am for him, then, you know, so I was just like, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You know, and here I am freaking out, like, you know, does this guy even want kids? Not not in this case, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like, oh. Yeah, a lot of things come head. up, right? You get mm -hmm. in Well, before dating, and before dating him and just being in the dating pool or world. whatever. Yeah, there's people that don't want kids. There's people that already have kids mm -hmm. that are like, I'm done, you know, and then you're like, okay, well, then I don't want to be with you. Sorry. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and it's just right. like, so complicated, but doesn't have to be complicated. And it doesn't so have to be right. Yeah. So I, I loved everything that you shared. Thank you. And those of you that commented, thank you very much. You know, there's somebody that said, when you say why it sounds blaming. So yes, that was very powerful for us to be reminded that 
that is a way that is old diversion way of asking and now mm -hmm. 2021 honoring stories honoring lives honoring the power that we hold within us to say this is what happened and this is what i'm going to say about this and this is what i'm going to do about this and this is my fear about this because i'm human and yet there's more to me yes okay? so there's definitely more to ellie she has evolved in so many ways i i i bless you i love you i send you a big hug thank, thank you for you. sharing with us your story i know i know the feelings that are going to come up i i'm feeling them i'm feeling them so i hot. could yes i'm feeling them i could cry with you in two seconds the moment that this is over so i honor you i honor peter i honor your baby girl that is also there right And thank you to everyone that joined. Thank you to everyone that is open to know that there's a possibility after loss. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> And with that, we're going to close because as you all know, IG is going to cut us in like a minute because it's been an hour. So thank you again. It was very powerful. And women and men out there, let's ask differently. So thank yes. you. Let's all rebirth thank with this. Thank you. I love thank you so you. much. Thank you, Ali. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for everyone who participated.